Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! How about this, huh? Harp on Sports. We're back. We're back. Got my gangster shirt on, too, for those of you watching this on uh, Facebook Live. Yeah, it's been a couple of months. Priorities shifted a little bit for me running the station. ESPN Gainesville became a focal point. Now we're back to harp on sports, which needs to be a focal point and will be uh, from here on out. So what do we have in store for you on this edition of harp on sports? Before we get started at harp on sports, Twitter at harp on sports, Instagram, uh, harp on sports, the Facebook page, harp on sports, the YouTube channel. You want to be a part of it? Check it out. There you go. Obviously interactive here on social media. Let's get started. A little March blandness. Who's your daddy? Is Indiana has a new head basketball coach and a little Georgia guillotine for you. Start off with a little March blandness. I am bored out of my mind with this tournament. Bored. Out of my mind. Oh, the upsets. They're so great. Mm. Mm. They last for a little while. It's enjoyable for a little while. Then after that, you get a disaster of a weekend like we're getting right now with the Sweet 16. It's a disaster. It's brutal. It's brutal. The UCLA-Alabama game was great. That's why I was a little bit delayed getting this podcast out because the UCLA-Alabama game was great. Every other game in the Sweet 16... Why? Because you have upsets in earlier rounds, and then you have teams that their pedigree is not strong enough, and they get to this round, and they're overmatched. The ratings were down, too. Week one, the ratings were down, despite despite the tournament gearing more for a television audience. The ratings are down. I can't wait for March Madness. Hmm. Apparently, you could. Not as many people are watching it now that we're watching it two years ago. March blandness. This is without Kentucky, without Duke. I hate those teams. Yeah, but people watch those teams. It's the same thing when you talk about a beer like Budweiser or fast food restaurant like McDonald's. I don't like those places. Yep. Every single year. Fortune 100. Money, money, money. Anheuser-Busch isn't going broke. I don't like that beer. Somebody's drinking it. I love it. I love it. I don't like Nike. Somebody's buying it. I don't know why. Four pickup trucks. Hey, baby, most popular truck in America. Somebody's buying it, and that's what Duke, and that's what Kentucky are. I hate those teams. At least I get you to hate watch them. At least I get to watch, at least you can hate consume them. This tournament is boring. It is boring. Oh, what about all the great upsets? You love upsets. You don't watch upsets. You don't. You watch the highlights of them. So I got a little idea for that. Reseed the tournament. Reseed the tournament into the Sweet 16. Get a committee together and reseed the tournament that Whatever it is now, Monday, Tuesday, however this schedule shifts. Reseed this thing. Reseed it. Why not? Well, my bracket. Your bracket's done. Nobody cares about your bracket. What would make a better tournament? Reseeding this thing or not reseeding it? Now we get what? Now we get Oregon and USC. Boy, that's exciting. Reseed this puppy. It will be a better tournament if you reseed it. But what about my bracket? My bracket. Nobody cares about your bracket. It's like nobody cares about your fantasy team. Nobody cares about that stuff. Everybody's bracket blows up after the first weekend anyway. Reseed it. Reseed it. Can you think of another sport 
that doesn't reseed after the first round. Can you? I can't. Football, the worst seed that wins opening weekend in the NFL, plays the best seed. Plays the one seed now. That's how the NFL works. Basketball, doesn't doesn't it shift like that? Baseball, wild card, doesn't the team with the best record host? Isn't that what we do now? Huh? It shifts based on the quality of the lowest denominator. It, it shifts based on the lowest quality of the opponent. Reseed this thing. It is boring. Boring. With a capital B. Boring. Boring tournament. I am bored out of my mind. So I'm bored. You should be bored too. Reseed this thing. Nobody cares about your bracket. They don't care. I don't care. I want a better tournament. I want a better tournament. Give me a better tournament. How would you reseed it? Think about the debate that would be. Who would be the four one seeds after the opening weekend? Who would be the four one seeds? Well, Gonzaga would be a one. Baylor would have been a one. Who would have been another one after the opening weekend? Michigan would have been a one. Who would have been the other one? That would have been fat. Would have been Alabama. Reseed this thing. So, there we go. Phase one. Phase two and all this. And I am another firm believer in this. I'm a firm believer that Indiana basketball got the best guy that they could get. Indiana basketball got the best guy that they could get. Indiana basketball is now Tennessee football. Think about, think about the timelines. Indiana basketball, Tennessee football, you're pretty much the same. You're pretty much the same. You were last relevant in the early 2000s. You think you're something you're not anymore. You used to be great. You could be great again, and you live in fantasy land. Brad Stevens. Oh, my God. How embarrassing is that whole ordeal? Brad Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Embarrassing. <laughs> We're going to get Brad Stevens. Yeah. I've got a phrase. I've got a belief. Okay? And what that belief is, is record something and play it out loud. Record something and play it out loud. Try this one on for size because Tennessee football fans did this and Indiana basketball fans have done this as well. Try this on for size. And I'll start with Tennessee football fans because they had John Gruden for John Gruden. Oh my God. Think about this. John Gruden was a color analyst for Monday Night Football making almost $8.5 million a year. Tennessee football fans thought that John Gruden, again, out loud, John Gruden would leave the booth in Monday Night Football to go to the SEC, to Knoxville. He would leave Tampa with his wife. Because I know, look, not married. A lot of my friends are. I don't know too many women that will sit there and look at their husband and say, sure, let's go from Tampa to Knoxville. That's a great idea. Excited. Going to move. From Tampa to Knoxville, take a pay cut because his wife was a cheerleader there in the 80s. Uh, out loud. I'm going to take a pay cut. Honey, honey, how would you feel about leaving Tampa? You know, I'm where I am a Monday Night Football analyst where we live, make eight and a half million a year to move to Knoxville, take a pay cut. So I can be the head football coach where you were a cheerleader 25 years ago. You want, you want, 
Want to do that? Sound like a good idea? Good God. Indiana, Indiana basketball fans, same comprehension. Imagine Brad Stevens talking to his wife. Honey, I know we live in Boston. Art, culture, East Coast, major city. I coach the greatest franchise in the history of the NBA. How would you like to leave my $9 million a year job? Now hear me out. And move to Bloomington, Indiana. Because I coached Butler 10 years ago. And you went to school at Indiana. Again, I'd never been married, but I don't know too many wives that want their husbands to take a pay cut so we can go back and coach where you used to go to school. Out loud. Out loud. What's it sound like out loud? Does that make any sense to you? Hey, honey, how would you like me to take a pay cut? We can move back to the Midwest. <laughs> move back to the Midwest because you used to go to school there. How'd you like, how'd you like me to make less money <laughs> live in Bloomington? Good idea. But it's Indiana. It's great. 18, 19 year olds don't, you know, do you know when high school seniors were born? 2003. Everybody they're trying to recruit right now for next year, born in 2003. They were born LeBron James's first year in the NBA. That's how young kids are today. I don't remember anything. High school seniors weren't alive the last time Indiana went to the final four. Mike Woodson, I, I think Mike Woodson's a good coach. Mike Woodson will do for Indiana what Leonard, Leonard Hamilton has done for Florida State. He will get you in the Sweet 16. He will get you into the tournament. You will win. Are you going to be what you were in the 70s? Nope. It's almost impossible to be that. UCLA isn't that anymore. Although they're back to the Elite Eight, right? It's impossible to be that anymore. Everybody falls in love with what like Alabama's done in football. Like, well, everybody should be like, that's not how it works. What they're doing now is just insane. What Bill Belichick and Tom Brady did with New England, that's insane. That You, you keep trying to chase that. Never going to get there. Again, I like the hire of Mike Woodson. He will do at Indiana what Leonard Hamilton has done at Florida State. He'll make the tournament. He'll finish fourth, fifth. Every now and then they'll hit a hot streak and have a really good team, be it maybe a, a three seed. That, that, that's his ceiling. That's Mike Woodson's ceiling at IU. Now, Indiana fans, you could have had Rick Pitino. Porter Moser's who I would have gone after. I'd have sat down with Porter Moser, who's making a million and a half a year at Loyola, and said, look, dude, you're making a million and a half. I don't even have a debate. We're going to pay you four and a half. We're going to pay you four and a half. And we're going to do it for six years. I'm going to give you a $25 million deal. $26 million. That's what we're going to do. You in? That's what we're going to do. I had Indiana fans arguing with me on Twitter. His overall record isn't that great. Mike Krzyzewski was 73 and 49 at Army when Duke hired him. What a mistake they made. What a mistake. Think, McFly. Think. So I think Indiana's got a decent basketball coach, a good coach. He can get you to the Sweet 16. He's 53 years old. I think bringing Thad Mata in as the assistant associate AD or whatever, he can help basketball structure, understanding the collegiate game. I, I like the combo. I do. I like the combo. He's a decent coach. He's a decent coach. But Indiana thinking they're going to are you going to get? You had, you had a chance to get Rick Pitino. Oh, he's dirty. Okay. It's like what Chris Rock always used to say about hiring Johnny Cochran. If you got in trouble, I'm going to hire Johnny Cochran. But you're going to look guilty. No, I'm going to be free. You want win or not? We want to win the right way. Somebody please explain to me what that is. Especially with the propensity that college basketball has proven with the, what, the Wade situation down at um, LSU. What happened with Sean Miller out at Arizona? Yeah, interested in punishing people hardcore anymore? They're not. I like what Indiana did. I do. Because I think that's the best you're going to get. You could have hired Steve Alford. 
He'd have done what he does everywhere else. Goes to Sweet 16 about every four years. One and done. Indiana basketball is Tennessee football. We're great. Could be very good again. That's why when you get a coach, you have to hold on to him with everything you've got. Hold on to it. And let's not forget a decade ago, Mike Krzyzewski flirted with the Lakers job with Kobe, right? Remember when Coach K flirted? These guys are Izzo flirted with the Cavs a couple times. These guys are always thinking about it. John Calipari, guys are always thinking about it. And when you're the Lakers and the Celtics, you got the allure of that every now and then. So, again, I think Indiana, I think Mike Woodson's a good coach. I think he'll do okay there. Um, One to wrap up with a little Georgia guillotine. We now have activist groups, now we have rights groups, putting pressure on athletic entities after Georgia just passed their latest how do we keep you from voting rule, um, or how do we keep you from voting law, to suppress votes, and you have certain African American coalitions, certain civil rights coalitions that are coming out saying, that's it, move the masters, get the masters out of Augusta, move it, move the masters, hey, Baseball's all-star game, get rid of it. If your state's going to make it illegal to give people water while they're in line to vote, if your state's going to make it illegal to give people water when you're in line to vote, then guess what? We don't need to have our games here. It's the year of the activist. The last year, with this pandemic, everything that's gone on, from the NBA to college basketball, you saw students, student-athletes, I use that term loosely, you saw them start to flirt with this a little bit, didn't you? You saw them start to, pu- you saw them push this a little bit, starting to push the envelope. They know they have more power. And they do. Professional athletes have a ton of power. Professional athletes up and down the board. And, gang, minorities are the majority of athletes. I'll say it again. Minorities are the majority of athletes. They wield a tremendous amount of power, and they're just starting to figure this out. Athletes up and down the board are like Neo. They're like Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. He's starting to believe. He's starting to look, wait a second here. Wait a second here. We got a lot of power. We haven't been using it. So, should it, do I want to see the Masters move from Augusta? No. And it would be so interesting if Tiger Woods were still in his prime. It would be so interesting if Tiger Woods were still in his prime and said, hey, look, these Georgia voter laws that they just put into place, I'm not going to play at Augusta until this changes. Now, Tiger, will he ever play golf again? Don't know. Don't know. There's nobody like that on the tour. If Brooks Kepka threatens to boycott it, you know, okay, whatever. Dustin Johnson, sure. Rory, all right, whatever. 15 years ago, if Tiger... If this whole situation is going on, the power of Tiger, hey, I'm not going to play there. That would have been different. Golf doesn't have that wedge. They don't. But just like the bathroom bill that we saw in North Carolina, because you know what? What if there's a transgender pedophile in the bathroom while my daughter's in there? Zero chance of that happening. And transgenders aren't pedophiles. Just ridiculous law in North Carolina. That's why they yanked, what, the All-Star game out of there in the NBA? Yanked other things too? Yanked the NCAA tournament out of there? There's precedent for this. Athletes have power. Look, you want to make a law. This is how I look at this, right? You want to make a law that makes it illegal to give people in line water while they wait to vote for two, three, four, five hours. Then don't be shocked when rights groups, whether it's a civil rights group, whether it's an African-American rights, whatever group it is, 
don't be upset then when they look around and go, hey, we provide the majority of the entertainment, the athletic entertainment. Let's get rid of these games. Let's get rid of these sporting events. Let's get rid of them. You want to help me here? Well, that's not right. Mm, you, you want to pass laws like that? There are consequences for those laws. Again, do I want to see the Masters move from Augusta? No. Would it be the same? No. Are they going to move that? No. They're not moving that one. Will they move baseball's All-Star game? Yeah. Watch. You write that. They'll move that one. You bet they will. You bet they will. With the influence and the amount of Latin American baseball players, you bet that, you bet that puppy's going to move. You bet. And you know what else? Super Bowls, Final Fours, National Championship games at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. You're not going to happen. You're going to lose tournament games. That's how this stuff works. Confederate flag, South Carolina, you don't get to host games. You can keep it up. Where are my rights? Well, there are your rights. You can keep it up. Go ahead, do it. Do whatever you want. Knock yourself out. You can walk around with a swastika on your forehead if you want to. You're never going to get hired anywhere. All right, trade him a speech. Yeah, go in there and drop an F-bomb on your boss. Say whatever you want about his wife and kids. Or her husband and kids. Go ahead, do it. See if you have a job. You have your freedom of speech. Doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. So pay attention to this. This is going to be the next big one. This is going to be the next crux. It is going to be the next crossing road. It is in terms of sports, politics. Athletes wield a tremendous amount of power. They do. And don't say me though, politics don't belong in sports. Come on. John Carlos, 68, Summer Olympics. Stop it thing that makes the olympics great are politics why do we when i was a kid why did we want to beat the soviet union dirty commies russians oh you hate them why no nothing to do with politics right no nothing to do when we watch the world cup it has nothing to do with politics wanting to beat other countries right no nah, just got a little sportsmanship nice try politics and sports all the time <laughs> politics have no place in sports jack kemp former Chargers quarterback ran for vice president about 25 years ago but you're right you're right sports and politics don't mix not at all. No. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker's about ready to run, right? Is he running for Senate? Georgia? Sports politics don't make sense. No, no. Nice try. Feels good to be back, doesn't it? Been a couple months. So there we go. Harp on Sports. HarpOnSports.com. At Harp on Sports Twitter. Harp on Sports Facebook page. Harp on Sports the podcast. The bar. The bar. Got a new bar here. Kind of cool, right? Parents Coca-Cola bar. You figure out how to plumb this thing in here. I know I can make it work. Just a question we're going to put on tap. Uh, follow, share, like, share, follow, like, the whole nine yards. As always, I appreciate it. Stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends.